Hello, and welcome back to It's Symbolic, showcasing the overlooked yet beloved. I'm Jacob Savage. I'm here. I'm Ben. And I have nothing to say about this one. This is... I mean, I guess it's kind of my league. I know this sort of stuff, but... Well, someone's got to take ownership of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was my friend who suggested it. Yeah, so are um, you volunteering then? Yeah. Uh, Wonderful. This episode was a listener suggestion. My friend Devin suggested we talk about the 1935 to 36, I think, animated shorts, um, Molly Moo Cow. We didn't even have any cute little... We're just getting right into it. Yeah, we're, we're all business today. I'm sure lots of people are going to miss whatever dumb bullshit we usually do at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, is it any different from the dumb bullshit we do during the episode? <laughs> well, he got me there. <laughs> anyway, yes, thank you to Devin for the suggestion. Anyways, cows, huh? Yeah, I, yeah. I have never heard of this one, and I'll be honest, while doing research i actually forgot the character's name and wondered why every search i did came up with a minor character from arthur <laughs> <laughs> there's just there's really a lot to dig into there you know there's oh. a lot of moo cows apparently <laughs> unfortunately that's not a topic of discussion yeah yeah well i don't know I it's obvious i'll just say i didn't know either but you probably know that by now yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm familiar enough with this age of animation that I know some of the studios and people involved, but never came across the specific character. Yeah, I'd never, like, heard of Molly Mukau before he suggested it, although, oddly, when I went through and watched all the shorts, I recognized the last one that I watched, which was... um Molly Mukau and Robinson Crusoe. Robinson Crusoe, yeah. Yeah, I remember, I was like, oh, I've seen this. Um, I don't remember why or where or how, although I did have, growing up, a VHS tape with a lot of, like, old, old cartoons. Of course. I'm, I'm guessing it was probably on that. Because I mean, if it had that short in particular on it, it probably was not particularly filtered for content. Yeah, it yeah. did have the Van Buren Studios Felix the Cat shorts on it. Mm-hmm. So that might... you know nothing about Van Buren, do you, Ben? Me? No. I mean, I mean like the president, sure. But uh... <laughs> well, it we're not talking that one. Oh, that's disappointing. I feel like it would be pretty unique if we had a presidential animator, you know? Uh, I'll save it for President's Day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. This will do a special theme just in time. <laughs> yeah, good good luck thinking of something for that. It's interesting looking into Van Buren this much because it's really one that gets overlooked a lot. In my research on the early age of animation, I guess this is technically early golden age, but 
I you generally so. come across the three big animation studios of the time, or at least of the 30s, 40s. Some of the other big names didn't come in until the 50s. You've got Disney, you've got Warner Brothers, and you've got Flesher. Disney had charm, Warner Brothers had wit, and Flesher had creativity. Van Buren never really struck me as having any of those. <laughs> I can at least say I'm familiar with those three, but not, not Van Buren. Well, Van Buren was a flash in the pan, as I'm sure Mir will tell us all about. Oh? Yeah, so Van Buren Studios were a New York City-based animation studio, started in, I guess, 1921 by Amade J. Van Buren. Very um, good name. Yeah, and this was at a period of time, like, early 20th century, when America had, like, two hotspots for film and animation, and those were California and New York City. So you had, like, I think, wasn't Fleischer also a New York-based studio? I'm trying to remember. I guess I could look it up. <laughs> but it yes, it was located on Broadway. Uh okay. So like Disney was California based. These these guys were New York City. And in particular, I guess I'm like I'm sorry, I'm like trying to find my thoughts here. <laughs> it's fine. Um it's fine. You had like a fucking minute long siren going on in the background, so I don't blame you for getting thrown <laughs> off. That lasted forever. I, uh, to be honest, I didn't even notice it. <laughs> You're so enraptured in how you know. I'm, I'm just well, that's like how you know she's used to city living. Yeah, I, I can, that's I true. just we're, tune it out. We're country bumpkins over here. <laughs> I usually only find city noise notable when it's particularly jarring, I guess. Like when it's gunshots. Well, well, that and also like a couple weeks ago, <laughs> somebody slammed on their car horn and like didn't take it off until like I don't know. It must have been in like thirty full thirty seconds That's or so. That's pretty impressive. And I was yeah. like, "You're I mean, just after gonna... a while, you just have to commit." <laughs> That's true. Or maybe they died. Maybe they died. <laughs> and their head just slammed into the horn. And They say if you listen ahead. closely, you can still hear the horn going off. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, okay. So, 1934. Van Buren Studios makes these Rainbow Parade series. Which is... Uh, Technicolor cartoons. And, Which is a big deal. Yes. Uh, they have a very, like, colorized, like, look to them. Like, colorized old photographs. That's how it looks yeah, to me. It, it, it may just partially be due to the age. That could be. But, I don't um, know. There's also a lot of certain, like, hues that they would tend to gravitate towards during those days. I mean, color yeah. had just barely been invented. <laughs> yeah, real life was in black and white up until then. So yes. they were just totally ecstatic about the notion of having the color now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, until MGM invented it. Because the Munchkins yeah. brought it over. Mm-hmm. So... This um, is a bad bit. Let's go on. <laughs> yeah. 
After the success of The Three Little Pigs, Van Buren Studios hired director Burt Gillett. I think I'm pronouncing that name now right? Burt Gillett? Burt Gillett? I'm not sure. Um, Who knows? But they hired him to direct these. I think he was directed specifically for this. I mean, keep almost. in mind, he had directed Three Little Pigs, which was actually a huge deal at the time. Yes. Like, I think it broke records for how long they just showed it in theaters. Yeah. So he knew what he was doing. And that was like a pretty good get for Van Buren. And the first Rainbow Parade cartoon was Pastry Town Wedding, which I did not watch. And the only ones we're really going to talk about involve Molly Mukau. So was Molly Mukau part of some like greater universe? Like you know, like how Bugs Bunny would be a Looney Tunes character or something like that. Was Molly Mukau part of any greater series or anything like that? They do seem Kinda. to have a few recurring. Okay. Ones. Interesting. So the first are... short she actually appeared in was called A Picnic Panic, also known as The Stupid Teapot. Which is just um, rude. Oh yeah. yeah, I guess, uh, for reference, I've, I think I've seen, how many, did we see all of them? Yes. I think so. There were only a couple. There weren't that many. Yeah. So um, I, we've, we've seen, like, whatever seven or so there are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was first released May 3rd, 1935. Um, you know, now that I think about it, it's like, she was, she was in that, yes, but she was most definitely not the central character. Yeah. Yeah. That, also, it had real-ass children. Yeah, it had live-action footage at the beginning. Flesh and bones, <laughs> horribly grimacing children. Oh, they were cute. They were pretty cute I'm, little Now girls. I'm just wondering what happened to those children. Yeah. They're dead. Sorry. Oh. Sorry, but... The littlest is probably still alive. It wasn't that long ago. I guess not. Could go either way. <laughs> Um, Who knows? I don't like rainy days. So it starts and closes with live action footage. Three cute little girls um, feeling very sad about the rain. They didn't have TV or video games, so they had to. They couldn't play outside. Mm-hmm. They had to go watch their cookware. <laughs> yeah, they hear in the kitchen some, like, a teapot, a kettle, and the coffee pot. Coffee pot, yeah. They're all, like... I don't know why you wouldn't call the police, but... <laughs> They're all... The three of them are singing a little song. When it rains, hear the patter of the raindrops, hear them hit the window pane. They're just sort of like, I want to see where this is going. Maybe it's some brave little toaster shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And prior to this, there had been combinations of live action and animation. Van Buren was a little less ambitious, unlike... I think uh, Disney's Alice comedies, rather than... I was going to bring that up. (laughs) 
rather than a is... live action little girl in an animated world. Yeah, this is they were sort this of is no this is no Roger Rabbit. Though. Yeah, they were sort of separate. <laughs> they would have yeah, you can clearly tell that they are in separate shots. Yeah, they would have a shot with the live action kids, and then it would cut away to a shot of the animated pots. Um, if you look closely, they didn't. It's not even a live action set. <laughs> they just drew a countertop. Eyes that was a background animated as well. I wasn't paying that close attention. Well, you don't usually animate the background. That part's usually still. But they stop singing and start. They introduce themselves and go into a story about something that happened to the coffee pot. Because the kids were going to have. They wanted to have a picnic or something, I think. Oh, yeah. They wanted. They wanted to have a picnic, but it rained, so the pots tell them a story about a picnic that the coffee pot and his wife, the teapot, teapot, I think, maybe had uh, <laughs> sometime previously. I mean, to be fair, as you'll see throughout this whole series, I don't think any of these animators knew what a woman was like. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Anyway. <laughs> so they're in a little car, and they set up their picnic with their, I guess, children made up of, like, <laughs> te- Pre- Presumably children. Ostensibly children. They adopted a lot. <laughs> Yeah, of, like, uh, teacups and... Little creams and sugars and stuff. Which are used very practically. Like, they are just opening their heads, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. um, It's functional. Mr. God made them that way. (laughs) Mr. Coffee Pot brews some coffee and takes a nap while the kids play and... uh, Tea kettle sets up their picnic, and when they're like ready to eat, uh, he wakes up and like pours coffee out his nose into their heads. Lovely, gross. Lovely, <laughs> and then they drink the coffee <laughs> using spoons. You didn't have to put it like that. <laughs> mm. I saw it as just there was enough abstraction at play. That my immediate reaction, I'm not sure why yours was otherwise, but my immediate reaction was not, it is coming out of his nose. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's clearly what it's meant to at least Uh, resemble. I was just in denial, okay? Okay, I had nothing to do. Maybe I'm the the weirdo here. I mean, I accept that it's a spout. I'm not challenging that. I'm just saying. I it- didn't have many encounters with like the sort of kids in elementary school who would like shoot milk out their nose or whatever. Oh god! <laughs> so that's not really the first thing that my mind goes to there. Jesus! It's just it functions as a nose from a character design perspective. Okay. I'm, I suppose so. I'm looking at it from the a character designer. You're more qu- you're more qualified there than I am. <laughs> But then this cow shows up and ruins things. 
Which seems to be a recurring theme in these cartoons. Yeah. I don't... Only Mukau ruins even, everything. I don't even remember what she did, but they all get very mad. She she just wants to eat the food. Yeah, she wants to eat the food, so they start throwing the food at her. That's how cows I mean, do. to be fair, these are cups, and the food is, like, human size, so they're not gonna eat all of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty selfish of them. <laughs> they don't even need sustenance. They're not organic beings. What's their, what's their fucking beef? Go home, cow. Go on, go on home by your bed, Jiminy. Come on, everybody, fight by your bed, Jiminy. So this family fights back. We will allow you, the listener, the next five seconds to make your own cuphead joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that certainly, that, that did come to mind. <laughs> they don't even fucking defeat the cow or anything. They just leave. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they do a little. They cause her at least some discomfort by, like, swallowing they the exhaust. Smoke into her. Yeah, they fucking fill her up with exhaust. Then she's gonna die. <laughs> yeah, that's like carbon monoxide. Yeah, yeah, and they kill this cow. They're gonna kill this cow. And then going back to the household, Mister Coffee Pot thinks this is the funniest shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> what a hoot! Mm-hmm. I, I think he literally describes it as the funniest thing that ever happened to me. Oh yeah. Well, he lives a fairly unfulfilled life, I suppose. Yeah, I guess if you're a coffee pot, then... Yeah, such is the life of a coffee pot. <laughs> you take what you can get. <laughs> There's only so many times you can really get enjoyment out of the old coffee-out-of-the-nose trick, so... <laughs> That's... Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, we love it when it's raining. We are happy in the rain. Anyways, that's that one. Yeah, I guess they yeah. just looked at that and thought they had a real winner on their hands with this character. <laughs> the fucking cow that gets filled up with exhaust. And... <laughs> if she survives this one, we'll keep using it. <laughs> we'll make her a star, goddammit! <laughs> so the next short that she appears in was The Hunting Season, which first... Uh, first released August 19, 1935, and this one, Molly Mukau, befriends two ducks. So um, you already know Mears invested. Yes. Um, so, it's, it's, so it's duck season? <laughs> yeah! So this, this came a good, a good number of years before that, I think. Uh, yeah, but actually... Donald already premiered a year before. No, the duck so, season, rabbit season bit. That was oh, in the 1950s. That yeah. yeah. Maybe the 40s. I I get mixed up. I don't remember. I could probably name the fucking cartoon, but I don't know when it came out. <laughs> so, they're having... Really, she just seems to be annoying time. the ducks. Yeah, they're they're sort of messing with her, and she's like, "These guys are my friends." 
but they're simple creatures. <laughs> then a I don't Molly Mukau is not a particularly niched character. Yeah. Then this hunter comes along and starts uh, harassing the forest animals by shooting a barrage of bullets at them. And before you make a comment, this does predate Elmer Fudd by a few years. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, hunters well, I mean, have always been a... He didn't invent common hunters, thing. But... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it, so... <laughs> so I'm stupid, is what I'm saying. Yeah, his gun shoots several bullets at once, which... Well, I don't know, buckshot. maybe that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. It's that's, buckshot. It's a shotgun. Oh, Okay. I don't really know anything about guns or hunting Good. or yeah. Uh, Please, only only gamers would know. <laughs> I guess Excuse gamers. Excuse me, would I know. learned about this stuff in Scouts. <laughs> oh, which which is better? Neither. <laughs> yeah, which which is less homophobic? Oh God. Ooh, that's a tough question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> The ducks attempt to fly away and end up getting hit and falling into a death spiral uh, into a pond, I think. Sucks to be a duck. Yeah. They don't die, however. Um, Molly... <laughs> They're wearing their bulletproof vests. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bullets in these shorts do not prove to be particularly effective. Yeah. It's more Maybe of a minor inconvenience than anything. It's just everyone only, they hunt with BB pellets. Those would probably still kill a duck, actually. (laughs) Or a squirrel, maybe. It doesn't take very much effort to kill a duck. It really doesn't, I'm sure. I'm not speaking Uh, from experience. Yeah, no, sorry. I I realized I had to say I'm sure after that, so as to make not have it come across like, out of all those ducks I kill all the time, barely had to lift a finger. You're yeah. just you're just really good at duck hunt. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice, good gamer joke. Yeah. <laughs> hey. One um, of these days I'll get that dog. Hey. You know in the in in the arcade version on the bonus stages, I believe, you can you can shoot the dog. Yeah. I don't think anyways. <laughs> so, Molly starts mourning their presumably dead bodies, but Finds they are actually still alive. The power of her tears brings them back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, it's Pokemon rules. Brother, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and they, uh, I guess, decide to enact revenge against the hunter. The hunter because apparently this hunter just shot. leaves his shit lying around. He brings uh, a yeah. lot of spare shotguns. <laughs> yeah, a lot. And they you, distribute them. You gotta them. be prepared. They distribute them amongst the 
forest animals and most of them have no stake in this he knew that the animals had a tendency had a tendency to take weapons so that's why he brought spares but the last thing he expected was for the animals to go and take all the spares (laughs) they they outsmarted him yeah they become an they form an armed uprising (laughs) um and chase him out i don't remember all only now that they have tasted blood Life in the forest can never be the same. <clears throat> no, they're all armed now. There's, there will be no peace. Yeah. This, this hunter knows not what he hath wrought. The whole ecosystem will be in turmoil. <laughs> and it's all thanks to Molly fucking Moo Cow. Mm. <sighs> Absolutely ridiculous. Where will it end with her? First picnics, and now destroying the ecosystem with firearms. <laughs> What what does she get up to next? Pray tell, Mir. So our next short is uh, Molly Mukow and the Butterflies. Oh, that sounds title character now, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, wow, title character. We uh, are in the big time. Yeah, she's really people loved her whole fucking cow with the gun stick. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, we we have to make it clear: Molly is just a cow. She's just yeah. a cow. She does not yeah. talk. Yeah, well, she doesn't cow. She, uh, okay. She's just she a cow. She's she just does a... cow very much, <laughs> Yeah, she, <laughs> she doesn't Pretty speak. much all she does is cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she just... She's a cow and she says moo, and that's kind of yeah. it. Yeah. So um, I think there's like one line yeah, of dialogue. We'll, we'll get into that. In but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get there. I'm sorry, I'm getting out. Um, for so the most part, it's just this really obnoxious cowbell. No, it, um, it's, it's utilized pretty well from like a, you know, it is very sort of like varied melodies sort of, you know, going along with the music. Yeah. It, yeah. It contributes well to that, I think. Yeah, these cartoons follow a particularly silent cartoon sort of style where there's very minimal dialogue and it's all very rhythmic. Um, mm-hmm. The motion goes with the music and there's a lot of like repeated actions and so getting into the plot of this short um molly is just like enjoying the company of 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 these butterflies as cows are wont to do yeah Mm -hmm. and i mean these are some very coordinated butterflies yes very pretty and then along comes this Goofy butterfly collector. Um, professor. Yeah. I don't remember. Did he have a name? No. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. No. He had a song. Yeah, he, he did a have a he had a little song. Oh, butterflies, butterflies, I'm a professor of butterflies. I swing my nets to catch them as they flutter by. Horse flies, shoe flies, fireflies, and time flies. But I'm at my best when I'm in a nest of butterflies. Now there are men who like to hunt for tigers and giraffes. And elephants and snakes at the equator. Frank Buck's ambition is to bring them back alive. He gets them all from ape to alligator. Now Tarzan gets his pleasure out of wrestling with a lion. And... He likes to catch 
butterflies and collect them. Uh, he has his little butterfly net and that, like, box that I've kind of only really seen in cartoons. I had one, I think. Oh, neat. Uh, I, didn't, I, I don't think I, think I actually I went about... that sort of thing, but it was usually yeah. used for, like, ladybugs. I don't think I actually ever went out and caught anything, because that wasn't really, like, my bag, but... <laughs> The only bugs I really liked catching were lightning bugs and yeah. uh, cicadas. There was there was one summer growing up where, well, I guess it wasn't summer. It was like maybe well, maybe early summer in when I was in elementary school where it was one of one of the cicada years. And oh yes, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That was I don't know. I had a good time catching them. Yeah, um, they were. It was people would go around and get like the 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 husks and stuff like that. <laughs> just try to see who could catch the most like this is 1940s Germany <laughs> or like and that was a reference Japan. that went over everyone's head but <laughs> yeah I was worried it would be something really off color but I'm glad that it's something else no there was like some sort of potato bug epidemic oh hmm. okay children would get paid for collecting them oh, okay that's much more pleasant yeah interesting Anyway, butterflies. Butterflies. Tell us more. So this this professor, professor, yes. Um, he's collecting butterflies, and Molly, this will not stand. Molly does not like this, so she lures him away. I guess. Well, no. I don't remember what she dresses yeah, up to... as a butterfly, and yeah. the yeah, professor she... that specifically studies butterflies. This lepidopterist, if you will, is completely fooled. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful! Marvelous! It must be the giant Calopus Calopus! He's a little dumb. <laughs> so he ch- chases after her, and she leads him into, like... A beehive. He this like... guy goes through so much punishment for his hobby. Yeah. Not even just a hobby, it's like his job. <laughs> like, gosh, I can't even remember, like, everything that happens in, like... I feel like I'm missing key details in no, you're really these not. cartoons. But... Yeah, you're <laughs> really, really not. not. Every action takes, like, a minute, so... Yeah. Uh, he gets, like, flung into a tree... And a uh, bunch of bees are like get mad about it and missing they, presumed like, dead. <laughs> they well, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, he, they fly off with his hat and he chases after them. Not not he not didn't too seem, bad an ending for him. He didn't seem too upset about it. He seemed pretty interested in those bees. Yeah he he was he was all right. You know what? He's all right. Congratulations. But, unlike that fucking hunter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um so we can, we can excuse we can excuse butterflies. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't oh whatever. Uh <laughs> anyways. So Molly uh having stolen his box, uh opens it up and sets all the butterflies free. And she's crowned queen of the butterflies. Yep.
Wow. <laughs> Give her a crown yeah. and well a cape. <laughs> yeah. Well earned. So now we have insect royalty on top of all of this. She I just feel like causes... cow would just eat butterflies. Like, Probably. In, in Probably. a second, it would just chomp down on a butterfly. Yeah, well... I don't know, I just... You you saw she is a conniving cow. You saw her give guns to all those creatures. She's finding a way to use those butterflies. That's later. very true. She could. Yeah. She, she most certainly has use for an army. Yeah. She's just gonna be like the godfather of butterflies. They do her bidding now. Yeah. But where can so, we go from here? What more can there possibly be? What more can there be? How oh. about racism? Oh. Yep. We're gonna have to talk about this. Yeah. Molly, you were doing so well. You were queen of the butterflies. You were an ambassador of all of cow kind. The power went to her head. Uh. Yeah, so our next cartoon is Molly Moo Cow and the Indians. Uh, first shown November 15, 1935. And this one, Molly's following along a wagon like a covered wagon and with the ducks the ducks, the ducks are back. back i don't know why yeah they were fan favorites yeah i guess people like ducks <laughs> well of course you would say that <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair um, i was gonna s- they do sound a lot like donald like they don't have dialogue but yeah, they make those sounds kind of just it's kind of just but, quacking. But they're very polite. They get caught up in some arrows. Well, be- well before this, it's uh, there is a totally... Uh, non-stereotypical native woman doing laundry with her child hanging up on a tree branch. Oh, yeah. I was getting my timeline mixed up. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, this is after Molly and the Ducks have engaged in some good old-fashioned racism, which is neither good nor particularly pleasant to watch. Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. Is this the point where we make a Smash Ultimate joke to seem timely? So... This little baby in a papoose hanging from a tree branch, like, directly over this stream for some reason. As you do. Um, Maybe she's trying to get rid of the kid. (laughs) He's like, Maybe she just found the kid. It was like a Moses in the bulrushes situation. Just Mm. like, well, I have to put it somewhere while I finish my laundry. (laughs) So he's trying to chase after a butterfly, so he's, like, swinging... And ends up swinging off the branch into, into the drink. The butterflies. And Molly told them to do this. Holy <laughs> shit. Game theory. <laughs> oh no. I take everything back. Please never say that again. <laughs> okay, I'll try. <laughs> so um, the mother is panicking and trying to chase him down the stream. The ducks are being too polite to actually go into the water to get him. That's how, that's how ducks are. Yeah. Yeah. So Molly, being the hero that she is, dives in. 
she is, she is the queen of the butterflies <laughs> and uh, the the d- destroyer of forest ecosystems. Uh, I guess I don't know where I was. What I was trying to she say. She saves the kid. Good job. Yeah, Molly. yeah. She like, yeah. She saves the child. The mom kisses her, and she gets very blushy about it. Yeah. They 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 seem to be some like flirtatious energy between them, um, <laughs> which is concerning. <laughs> I mean, not yeah, not for the. Um, well, she's a cow, and also she's. Mi- She's married. The, I mean, the native woman is not Molly. I, to my knowledge, Molly is a uh, 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 single Swinging bachelorette. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yep. So, while all this is happening, that's when the ducks get captured, and... By an by even more racist depiction. Native savages. Great. Uh. Yeah. So... Can we just uh. get through this? He tries to cook the ducks, Molly saves them. I don't even remember what happens and then they just rejoin the wagon. Well, the, the wife comes back and she throws stuff at her husband. Oh, are they married? I don't know, actually. I don't, I don't think so. She, uh, like, throws pots at him with reckless abandon. <laughs> and the day is saved. Yeah, it, it, it just sort of jumps. She's, Molly is back with the wagon. Gotta um, say, Molly, you could have done better than that. Just like, yeah, you, you really you, could have. You, you didn't have to do that, Molly. <laughs> Perhaps she'll redeem herself next time. But this was this was a low point in the Molly anthology. Hmm. It won't be the last one. Um, oh boy. So next we have Molly Mukow and Rip Van Winkle, which came out December seventeenth, nineteen thirty-five. I will just say this. For a cartoon with Rip Van Wrinkle in the title, he is in very little of this cartoon. Should have been called Molly Mukow and Elf Bowling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's he, kind of that's kind this of This is accurate. a cartoon about bowling. <laughs> bowling and drinking. The two American pastimes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh Molly like comes across these little elf men. And they're, like, singing the praises of Rip Van Winkle, I think? Or maybe just his Yeah, I, I don't know why. Yeah. That guy literally they're... does nothing. Yeah, he's just sleeping. He's, he's a sleepy boy. He sleeps, he's That's sleeping what he does. on his hammock. Uh, it's, not, it's not the part of the Rip Van Winkle story you would expect them to, to base this cartoon around. It is, in fact, the part where he is sleeping. <laughs> Well, I guess this means that it was part of the original story. They just yeah, wrote it in. Yeah, there's. I mean, it doesn't. It, I don't think. I mean, it has fuck to it. From the it's original. public domain. This is canon now. Yeah, it's, it's part of. There's nothing about it that that disputes Van Winkle canon. <laughs> yeah, I I don't really know what. I don't remember what Rip Van Winkle is. Uh, he goes into the mountains and has a. Good nap. <laughs> yeah, and, and then he, he sleeps for like 20 years and he comes yeah. back, but everything's okay because his wife, who he hated, is dead. <laughs> I is see. That <laughs> Patriarchy. Cool, good story. Here's to Rip and Winkle. Here's to Rip and Winkle. 
So these little elf men have like a bunch of barrels of beer and they like retreat into their little hole. Well, they were bowling up a storm. I yeah, think they were. That's important to clarify. Yes, they were bowling. People who are very concerned that Winkle keeps sleeping, they were making a lot of noise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a bowling alley is not really an ideal like nap location. Yeah, they did. They didn't seem concerned with waking him until they like retreated into their whole house, into their hobbit hole. Yeah, yeah. And so then Molly comes along, why, ruining why, everything as usual. Why were they? Why were they hobbits? Were wasn't Rip Van Winkle just a guy? I, I guess. <laughs> uh, I don't know what they were there for. <laughs> uh, I don't know who those guys were. <laughs> After a while, you just stop asking questions. Yeah. <clears throat> so he, she, is tempted by the... Don't misgender Molly Moo Cow. Sorry. She's very tempted by the prospect of free booze. Um, <laughs> like cows are. Yeah. Uh, I, think that's what they, I think that's how they make Kobe beef. Yeah, I mean... Hmm. I I live down the street from a farm. Every couple of weeks, just another drunk cow incident. Oh no! Um, that seems substantially but... more dangerous. Well, Molly has to confront her personal—I uh, was going to say personal demons, but it's the opposite. It's, yeah, it's yeah, like her, a little angel. Her conscious. Yeah. yeah. Literally, just a clone. Herself, <laughs> but like see-through and with a halo. A shadow, um, the true self. Who <laughs> warns her against this, but... Yes, Molly um, Bukow is now suddenly voiced. Yeah. By a man, clearly. Um, yeah. I repeat, I do not think any of these people had met a woman. It's possible. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. No. Yes, No. So, she, after she several attempts from her conscience, manages to shut that bitch up. She's got a real way for madness over here. <laughs> and, um... She gets turned. Yeah. She, and what do you do when you get turned? You go fucking bowling. That's what you do. God, she Hell bowls yeah. like a... Like a woman now possessed. That, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure this cartoon was released in the middle of Prohibition, so... No, um, Prohibition had actually ended two years prior. So, so this is how they're celebrating. <clears throat> yep. Maybe, maybe there was a ban on bowling up until then, too. <laughs> it's just, just pro-beer and bowling propaganda. <laughs> I don't know, it seemed pretty anti... It seemed pretty against those things. I mean... Are like you kidding? Did you see time. how good she got at bowling after that's she got so turned? True. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's like true, but I'm getting mixed I signals. Mean, is what I'm saying here. Yeah. No. Oh, God, I'm remembering her one single line of dialogue that she has, and I'm really hoping that you use that as the ending stinger. <laughs> well, now I it's, have to. It was. It's really good. It it was good. <laughs> Uh, it got me. But, uh... I mean, I don't even remember what happens at the end. She wakes up Rip Van Winkle. And he runs I don't off. remember 
I don't remember what You see with them wrinkle for like less than 30 seconds. Her conscience yeah. gets freed and I guess yeah. it's just and... reefer madness all over again. Yeah. God, what was even the conflict? I don't remember. Does it's Cal just... versus self. She versus just self. Yeah. She just wakes up Rip Van Winkle. He tries to get it, get some beer and uh her conscience which had been shoved into the keg slips out scares him off yeah i mean i i don't blame him for trying this cow is clearly having a good time yeah you want to get in on that party Uh yeah but her conscience chastises her with i told you so she (sighs) like keeps whispering it yeah because i guess she got a hangover or something (laughs) within like two minutes Never again. Never again. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. So, How about the last one? How many more of these are left now? (laughs) Just two. Okay. Um, So the next one was not... We even have to talk about the next one in detail. She's barely in it. It's not even technically one of hers. I mean, we should at least mention it. Alright. The next one is Tunerville Trolley, which... Uh, debuted January 17th, 1936, and was, as we mentioned, not a Molly Mukal cartoon. They decided that they sort of milked that enough. Yeah, it's based yeah. off of a comic strip. No? No no response? Yeah. No? Nothing? I don't even remember what you said, but... I'll let, the, I'll let you, the listener, enjoy that, because my co-hosts clearly did not. <laughs> Uh, so I'll come across it while I'm editing and have a very yeah, good time indeed. <laughs> just all of a sudden, I'm going to get a message from Jacob while he's editing, like, wow, that was a really good joke then. You really nailed that one. <laughs> I look forward to noticing it later. So yeah, the Tunerville Folks comic seems to have been per- fairly popular. Started in uh, 1905? Um, 1908. 1908. Ran from 1908 um, to 1955. Yeah, so it went for some time, but only had like three animated shorts. Did get a few live action ones. Actually, I mean several. Hmm. Mickey Rooney was in them. Whoa. But yeah, she just causes trouble for the trolley by like. I don't remember what she does. She's but, back to being mischievous again. Yeah. Molly, what happened to you? Her causing deal with the butterflies fell through. Causing oh God, problems instead booze. of solving them. She's oh. an alcoholic now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, that's like, why she's trying so hard to get public transport. Yeah. She, <laughs> that's true. That's responsible of her. <laughs> she, uh, like, just, like, lands this trolley in the mud and... She gets covered in mud and then just sort of disappears. <laughs> but I liked the character of Katrinka, who was very strong. Yes. Um, God, she was. Look at that car. Nobody will ride in it that way. Do something, Katrinka. Do something. Okay, Skipper. I think. That's about all there is to say, I think. Yeah. yeah. She's sort of just gone from there. But our final Molly Moo Cow cartoon was Molly Moo Cow and Robinson 
Crusoe, oh, which boy. debuted February 28, oh, 1936, and was... For some reason, the oh, only no. one of these I'd seen prior to this. Lucky and you. I remember, like, as I, like, started this cartoon, I was like, there were a lot of Robinson Crusoe cartoons in the 1930s. Were there? I feel like there were. It was I, just very easily recognizable. Yeah, I feel like I might have thought that there were more, because I knew, like, the Betty Boop one, I think. And, like, I was, I was remembering this one, but didn't, had not yet made the connection that it was the same cartoon. Let's be so real, th- like, half of what Popeye did was just encounter famous literary figures. Yeah, yeah, he did a lot. So I kind of assume, I guess, people in the 30s liked Robinson Crusoe. Um, <laughs> so... So, like, Robinson Crusoe was, like, the Harlem Globetrotters of his day. <laughs> <laughs> he was the John Stamos of his era. <laughs> Boy, that's a high standard. So anyway, Molly Moo Cow is... has finally been evicted from the country, yeah, apparently. They... <laughs> For treason. She's, yeah. she's on a raft and ends up shipwrecked on this little island that has fresh water and edible fruit. So things seem to be going pretty well. And then And what does she do? Find the nearest living person and annoy him. Yep. Molly, what happened to you? This is the hero of the butterflies. <laughs> this is the savior of the forest. Reduced to this. Yeah. So Robinson Crusoe maybe, maybe because of her drunken antics that she got uh, kicked out of the country. Yeah, he <laughs> got kicked off with the cannon here. He's. I, I like very, this overarching uh, plot that we've. Mm-hmm. So Robinson Crusoe really enjoys his solitude. He uh, sings a song really about it, it, which is, is which is exactly what I did all throughout college. <laughs> <laughs> God, that that really is relatable. Robinson <laughs> Crusoe. And there's only me to please. I have my fun and frolic when I'm playing solitaire. I Robinson Crusoe, all alone and free from care. I never have appointments. There's no job that I can lose. No bad to have to nag me when I lay me down to snooze. I'm all by myself and glad to be alone. For I'm um, and then when he sees he's not alone anymore, he's pretty mad about it and tells her to leave he seems but really he upset that a cow not... kissed him yeah molly will not be talked down so easily yeah i'd be upset if a cow kissed me too um really yeah i mean it's a cow so yeah. um, like is it any worse than like if a dog did it it's a big animal <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what if you just pretend it's a big dog? <laughs> just imagine so, you're getting a kiss from Clifford. <laughs> exactly. A much smaller Clifford. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah, well, maybe like a baby Clifford. <laughs> oh. No, baby Clifford was small. That was the whole point. Yeah. His owner's love okay. caused him to grow so big. 
Okay, mid-love-based transformation. <laughs> like, halfway through. Okay, okay. Let's, let's get back on track here. But let's finish so this. So when he finally... Please. He finally convinces her to leave... I don't even agree to coexist. She she just leaves the fucking island. Yeah. It's, it's Survivor. And then, <laughs> you know, Survivor, where they just put whoever got yeah, Jeff kicked Prost off. Yeah, like, get the fuck out of here. Get off of here. Here's some wood and a flag. <laughs> now leave. <laughs> and then... Yeah, Jeff's kind uh, of an asshole, Let's get huh? this over Kinda with. Has... This is a hell of our own design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as soon as she leaves, uh, more 1930s racism shows up. Um, oh, boy. Bunch of cannibals, I guess. And they take Robinson Crusoe and, oh, like, not, try but to... But not only him. are they cannibals, they're cannibals that sing jazz. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. Woof. Woof, indeed. So they're cooking him up in a big uh, cauldron, I guess. And I don't remember. What causes Molly he to He cries back? out for help. Oh, and yeah. And she can hear it. With because Molly Mocow knows what you're thinking. <laughs> Molly knows Cows when she's needed. probably have good hearing. Um, I feel like everything has better hearing than humans do. Yeah. But you know what Robinson Crusoe has on this island that Molly finds? Lots of guns. I don't remember that being part of the original Robinson Crusoe story, but... <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's ahead of its time saying, like, you know, just, it's, it'd be better with guns, you know? It would be better if we took all of the guns and put them on an island somewhere. <laughs> That's the gun reformer we need. Oddly enough, she so. doesn't shoot the racist characters. She just, like, <clears throat> gives every one of them a gun and they ride it off or something. I don't... I don't even remember. Yeah, they, they like, <clears throat> they kind of fly away, sort of. I think my eyes were sort of, like, rolled into the back of my head at this point, so... You and me yeah. both. Yeah. So, the racist caricatures are gone. Uh, Robinson Crusoe is grateful. And... Oh, good thing all that racism's out of the way. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Finally, yeah. Finally finish. So now they can coexist in peace. And they're friends now. And that's the end. Um... <laughs> Ah, no, one more blackface for the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who am I kidding? There are tales that Molly Mukau is still on that island being racist to this day. <laughs> we don't want her back. And she she has not been heard from since. Good. Missing since 1931. <laughs> so. Here is an artist's depiction of what she would look like today. <laughs> So, the Rainbow Parade cartoons stopped 1936, 
Um, they did have some kind of big names. They had some recurring stuff. Parrotville Parrots, very original. Like I said, they did a few based off of Toonerville folks. And they actually did a few Felix the Cat shorts as part of this. Hopefully yeah. better than the film. <laughs> yeah, they were How at least How can you free. get better than the film? <laughs> Boy, I can make it a few ways. <laughs> they they were a very watered-down sort of Felix, a uh, very, like, stripped of personality. But it was also my introduction to Felix the Cat, so I have sort of a fondness for them. Felix the Cat but... didn't really come into his more recognizable modern form, I don't think, until, like, they revived it in the 50s or something. I don't know. They also had a Tom and Jerry, but... Um, Not that Tom and Jerry. Yeah, different. These guys ran from 1931 to 1933, and they were two, like, a short and tall vagrant duo. Very Um, rubber limbs. Yeah. But Van Buren Studios closed because um, Van Buren, Amade, Van Van Buren did not want to accept uni- unionization. Cool. He, he would sooner close his entire studio. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and he, he died shortly after because he'd uh, in 1938 suffered a stroke, and then a few months later ha- had a heart attack that ended up being fatal. Yeah, I mean, it was also sort of cut off a bit because RKO was the primary distributor of Van Buren's cartoons, but they switched over to Disney in 1937, so. Yeah, so they were kind of falling on hard times, I guess, and... Now it's all in the public domain. Yeah. They were surprisingly no one. No one's picked it up to continue the tale of Molly Mooka. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you could, um... Ben. Maybe the power oh, lies me. within you. Wow! <laughs> I'll restore her to her former glory, the butterfly era Molly. <laughs> <sighs> so reviews at the time generally called them good, but not quite excellent as Disney cartoons were. And then, I guess they would have made more, but the department got shut down, so. I mean, um, this whole series, the Rainbow Collar, or, the fuck was it called? I'm an idiot. Rainbow the Parade. The Rainbow Parade actually stopped in 1936, so about a year or two before the the closure of the studio. Yeah. Interestingly, Joe Barbera of Hanna-Barbera was an animator on the Molly cartoons. And in his autobiography, he wrote, That was the best character they could come up with? I mean, what can you do with a cow? It isn't intelligent. It certainly isn't beautiful, except to a farmer or a bull. Wow, rude. Um, And Michael Barrier's... Hollywood cartoons describes Molly as a bovine Pluto. Um, okay. Yeah. I... And I don't know, but Pluto cartoons are sort of boring. So that kind of fits, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Is there um, really anything to say about Molly Moo Cow? 
<sighs> wish it was less racist. Yeah, I, I, I have watched I've... a lot of cartoons from this era, and a lot of them are racist, but even by those standards, this was pretty racist. Yeah. I wish a lot of cartoons from this era were less racist. A noble sentiment. And, and from <laughs> more recent eras. Oh. That too. Oh. I'm glad that we're all, we're, we're, we're all on the same page here and can officially say that the is symbolic stance on racism is... Don't no. do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that'll fix it now that we put that out there. Yeah, our stance is clear and I don't really want to talk about this cartoon anymore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well then, thank you for listening to It's Symbolic. If you have anything you want to discuss, anything you want to suggest, anything, anything, anything? you can contact us on Twitter at It's Symbolic PC or through email at It's Symbolic Podcast at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram at It's Symbolic Podcast. Where we will not be posting pictures of the racist shit. Is that against the Instagram terms of use? Probably, Probably. not. Hmm. <laughs> well, we won't test that. Yeah, either. let's let's not. Wait. And however you're listening, whether it's Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, whether it's the future, and this is getting beamed directly into your skull, just. Leave a rating and review. Spread Let the word. Let me out of your skull. <laughs> How'd I get in here? <laughs> and, you know, the more re- the more good reviews we get, the more we can explain to Ben how audio works. <laughs> Please, I need this so bad. I'm so stupid. It's just, it's hard. Thanks again to Devin for the suggestion. Anyway. Thank you. Thanks for the uh, information, too. He's yes. an animation historian, so this was something of interest to him. Yeah, I don't want to talk about what I found when I was looking up this. Mm. Good anyway, idea. Yeah, I'm Jacob Savage. I'm here. I'm Ben. Join us next time when we find out why pot, turkey, and Jesus don't mix. It's surprisingly that's, that's a real head scratcher. Yeah, the ants. That's a natural combination if I've ever heard one. I don't know. Do, do you think any combination of two would work? Is it just the addition of a third variable that makes the whole thing go out of whack? Oh, that's a good question. Well, it's obviously not the pot, so mm-hmm. we can. That one's in for sure. <laughs> it's just who who would be more likely to smoke up here. The, the big J or a turkey. Hmm. I mean, I've been doing a lot of research on actual cults. I have seen Jesus and pot mixed together quite often. Nice! And it usually doesn't <laughs> end yeah. well. Hell yeah. All right. I'm converting right now. <laughs> Party church, baby. <laughs> Never again.